Hey fam, welcome back to Money Mental Peace with a cool, different episode today all about, yes, college and a job, but a certain type of job that would be awesome for college students, help with work-life balance around your se- your schedule, um, what, a job that you can do homework at a lot of the times, depending on the situation, um, de- depending on the type of job you choose within this situation. You can make your own schedule, your own times. You're just going to have to stick around with my interview with my friend, Marsha to learn more about it. But until then, go ahead and check out our Facebook community. And I have a new fun example of how to get on it for you. I now have a tiny URL for it. Of course, it's in the description below if you'd like to go to it. It's Christian College Girl Community on Facebook. And we put post memes and touch base with each other and, you know, talk about scholarships and um, you can post about your life, post questions for me, post prayer requests and get advice if you are looking for college jobs or other college job ideas and maybe some others in the group can chime in. But to go to this community on Facebook, you're going to go to tinyurl.com slash Kara community because my name is Kara. So that is Kara with a K and community with a C tinyurl.com slash Kara community. And let's get into the episode on how I can help you achieve work-life balance with a certain type of job at a certain type of place that just might hit right for you. Cool? Let's get into it. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace. Do you want to find scholarships and avoid student loans? You find yourself Googling easy scholarships and how to pay for college. Do you feel overwhelmed with life in general that you can't even think about paying for next semester? Hey, I'm Kara, and in college, I too was worried if I was good at money. I couldn't find scholarships that worked specifically for me, and I didn't know how to get started while juggling homework and all the things. But that changed through prayer and God's direction. I tested out of classes, learned to budget, and found those perfect scholarships and even had $10,000 left over in the bank after graduation. At BTW, my parents weren't able to help me financially either. If you're ready to find scholarships specific to you, manage your money well, and just stop being broke, then grab your cold brew and TI-89 because class is now in session. Hi guys, and welcome back to Money Mental Peace with my friend. I almost said new friend, but I've known you a while. But I feel like we're like newer, like knowing each other. Uh, Marsha. And Marsha, I've never had the privilege of actually pronouncing your last name. So you're going to have to tell me <laughs> and tell about yourself. Okay, sure. Well, thanks for having me, Kara. My name is Marsha Langenderfer, and I work at the Monroe County Library System, currently at the Ellis Library and Reference Center, upstairs at the Ellis Library, if you want to come on up and see me anytime. Um, I've worked for the library for 22 years. Originally, I started out at the Petersburg Library as an eight-hour clerk, and then Dundee as a 15-hour clerk, and then I finally got full-time when I moved to the Bedford Branch Library. And I've really, and now I'm at the Ellis Library and Reference Center. I really have worn many hats here because in addition to clerking and reference and outreach, um, I've helped in all departments. I've done story times. I've helped with um, the bookmobile outreach seniors, just kind of really anything. So it's really, uh, I've kind of worn many hats here at the library. I love that because what's unique with our library is how we do the um, outreach thing and bookmobile, like taking books places to people and other things. And I also, I haven't done as much as you, but because of like sub work, I've 
like worked at the Dommy building like and done some other like hands-on stuff it was really cool so she basically I'm honored to have her in my back pocket <laughs> to talk about stuff here and she even went ahead and like printed <laughs> our uh, outline so you know as we already talked about the first one was history of working at the library if you had any more to mention about that and also why you love it sure or do you love it <laughs> I do I, I, are my bosses listening no I do I do love it I always have I mean I think 22 years says a lot a lot for why I love it um, and yes as you mentioned you said dummy which is funny because that's library lingo everybody's like what's a dummy and it's our administrative office is named after Mary Kay dummy which also has a scholarship in play for anyone interested in going to library school we'll we'll revisit that um, but yes we have an administrative office there and it is fun it's fun to sort delivery and the mail cats and see behind the scenes so that's also a kind of a fun little insider scoop but yes I do love it I think I love it because um, I love to help people and I love that every day is different and you never know you know what's going to come across the table what people are what people need that day whether you're doing a program or whether you're helping them find a book or helping them use a database and it's just really rewarding you know to help people and it, and every day is different so i i kind of like using the library platforms to like help people and bring them together as a community and especially reference, like you said, everything is different because this is throwing this out there. If anyone listening, like students, like it's the same idea as if you're going to ask them a question about research. Like I actually, it's funny. I was thinking the other day, I've gone through being here when I was a kid, but like the two renovations ago, yep. but also through high school and college, different rooms downstairs. I remember doing research papers in also up here. And so like people can come ask you stuff like about research or a lot of stuff here genealogy and history but also like a project or even scholarships maybe <laughs> you can be like i know a podcast anyways <laughs> i already have been <laughs> yeah so we do you're exactly right we have online databases that the library pays for thank you taxpayers so the library pays for these databases and then we have pap passwords and access codes so you can um, do any kind of research paper there are the citations right on there for you uh, opposing viewpoints and lots of different things like um, car repair manuals or um, consumer reports and uh, genealogy, like you mentioned. We have um, Ancestry Plus, you know, uh, subscriptions and things like that. So you can come here and get assistance. You can get um, passwords so you can access those things from home if you're working on a research paper, especially if you're college age. Like this is – we have all the journals, all the magazines, everything that are citable sources that you can just – Drop the citations into your paper. It's really, it's really a great place to come and and work on any project, whether you are authoring a book or writing a research paper or really any any aspect. So you go to mymcls.com and you go to online resources and there's just oodles. I can't even I can't even talk about it. Wait, is that also for people who aren't in this area? They can go on the database, but also even if not, you can go to your school library because they usually have a ton. Sure. So that's a really good question. If you come here into the building, and some of these um, are only recognized from this building. So some of them you have to come here, like Ancestry is from the building itself. Um, so typically there are passwords to access and to make sure, yes, we are tax driven. So it's primarily for my Monroe County residents. So a lot of times the password is maybe your library card number or something to do with Monroe. So there are different... Um, different things that you can access. But of course, you could always come here anytime and we could assist you and you could access our databases here from the library. So even if you aren't living in Monroe County, our computers recognize that you are in a Monroe County building. Oh. So you could certainly, if you wanted to come to the buildings, you could certainly access them. And some of the passwords you can access even without living within the county. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then I would just say anyone listening, 
transpose that over to what's near you because even though I could come here, our community college is down the street and I know they had like JSTOR and just like other online databases and stuff that I would use. So unless if you have more to say on that, which I welcome you to, um, let's segue into especially if somebody worked at a library, they could have even more, maybe not like they have extra access or maybe they do, but like they know even more about this. And we're talking to college students. Would that ever be an advantageous like Tell me all your thoughts. Oh, most definitely. So I I think you're exactly right. We don't exactly get more perks. However, I would say that you are informed of them. So maybe you know about a program or you see a book when it comes across first. So we just sort of see things first where I think the general public is, you know, maybe not checking our Facebook page, not going on our website. So how would they? And half the time, even myself as a staff working here, I don't really know a program that's going on around the system. We have 16 branches and we have so much going on. So it's hard to keep track of. But this would most definitely be a wonderful career for a college student. I mean, you know this a little bit firsthand. We have different levels of in, you know, employees here. So a page, a page position, kind of clever too. Page like books. I always liked that. But if you're a page, you shelve the books and put the books away that are returned. And what's great about this job is it's really can work around your schedule. So if you were in college and this semester you have classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you want to work Mondays and Wednesdays, that's great. But the next semester you could maybe flip it because you're not necessarily affecting a schedule or anyone else's. You're not unlocking and locking the doors and helping patrons. You're literally just coming in to shelf the books and you could do that on your own schedule. Um, the other thing, oh, sure, of course. Please jump in. So when I was a page, um, I, I would have to write my schedule down. But and it, of course, it depends on your library you're thinking about. But for mine, I actually would just write my schedule for the next week. I would literally just tell my boss when I wanted to come in. Well, there was a requirement on like doing it a couple, at least a couple hours and so many days and, you know, a few shifts. But like I would just write it down. And also as I would alphabetize and put stuff away, I'd listen to music and sometimes I'd listen to lectures. Like I felt like I could podcast. like do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I could do homework, not really do homework, but like I felt like I could learn. And it was also very, would the word be like, cathartic I don't know it was like my alone time and then I'd also find books and like movies I'd want to have like borrow and anyway so I liked being a page and then I liked being a sub and beyond that which is super flexible so whatever you're gonna say now. yeah no that's exactly what I was gonna say if therapeutic cathartic is the same thing I think it's very therapeutic and like you said you can see all the books you want to read or as you put them away but yes and again for a page it would make sense to not work an eight-hour day because everything would be put away so you maybe want to space them out every couple of days for a few hours but you're right and I was just gonna touch on subs which you also were so if you're a substitute you would go you would be a, a, an essence a clerk which our circulation clerks are the ones that check the books in and out um, basically do the daily tasks so basically the desk yeah okay the, basically the front desk okay. when you come in and you see someone at the desk they are checking books in and out they're helping you find things they're kind of our I always call them the library ninjas they're telling you where things are at and helping you find things and if you're a substitute clerk you could in essence go to any branch and it's kind of works like a substitute teacher they let you know what shifts are available and you pick them up so you could customize that to your college schedule um, if you had classes and you couldn't take on a sub shift um, the other great thing is because we're open till eight every night and we're open weekends so that's another good college student job too right if you want if you have classes during the day and you want to work evenings or you want to work a Saturday so I think our hours are really good for that the pay like you said even just the rewards and I think just your people skills you know you're helping people find books Books and you're, you know, meeting with different people. Um, I did want to kind of backtrack a little bit. I was talking about the different things, but we also go through the community foundation a lot too for scholarships when we and we help people sign up for FAFSA and things like that too. So when you were talking about coming here for help, I was thinking we also help with that too. And if you were working here, you would kind of have the edge on being able to do that while you were at work. 
Sure, most definitely. Yeah, I remember, <coughs> excuse me, Um, I loved uh, subbing because I would just like pick up shifts kind of deal. And also... Um, noting what was around resources. I remember getting like big scholarship books and I could look at a lot of it online. I mean, they probably still have the books, but also, 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 a lot of also's. Now, first of all, if you're working, you need to like work. If there's people that are there, you need to work. But sometimes at like a college, especially if like you're not doing more of like programming or like upper level stuff, if you're a student assistant, whatever, a lot of times it's like you're at the desk and if there's no one coming in or nothing going on, you can sit there and do your homework. That would be different working here because there's usually always something to do. So in that instance, amazing uh, even networking connections and like resume building, mm-hmm. super huge on that. But like alphabetizing people skills, computer skills, arranging, even logistics and planning. But also if it's at your school. Now, I didn't actually work at the library at my school, but I have worked at the fitness center, actually the community college, and then in one of the departments, like the marketing department when I went to Eastern. And just when there were lulls, I got a lot of homework done. So, of course, you got to do work if there's work there and you're I'm not telling you not to work. But like there's so many perks on just like being able to sit there and deal with. And then if you have time now, of course, I also had a friend who worked in a kind of side adjacent um, the dean's office kind of near us. And whenever the, no one was in, she just watched movies. You can totally do that, too. But I'm just saying you could be paid to do homework. <laughs> for sure. Or research, um, you know, you're, you're researching databases for your homework and citations. I mean, well, you're a patron, too. Staff is patron, too. And you're helping patrons. So in essence, you're right. You could exactly so you're saying that. so you're saying basically this is the job that you can look up random things that come into your mind because <laughs> right. I do that all day. Yeah. You, you wouldn't believe it. That things. I feel like I learn new things every day. <laughs> um, so um, we kind of noted a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff we said here. So I am mostly just going to hand it back to you and say, tell me any more on wisdom okay. for these listeners. Right. Um, and anybody listening, we are um, going to be doing a second episode on how Marsha went to college and paid for college debt free and all these things. But right now we're talking about the library. Tell me all your wisdom. So thank you. I definitely think this is a wonderful place to work. I obviously love it. And I always think I loved working with you and I love doing the sub training pool. And uh, I love people. I love meeting new people. And I do think you're right. Sometimes it's, I always say this, sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. So maybe you're in the library and you meet somebody who is looking for just that person for a career path. I mean, so even if you're in school and you're working at the library as a transitional period or transitional time and you maybe you pick up a book and you all of a sudden decide you want to be a psychologist and you change your major you know so I I think just the education and the exposure to those things um, is very important and it's very flexible it's very fun it's very rewarding Uh, so yeah I definitely recommend it and you could you can go online to mymcls.com and there's a spot that says employment opportunities and that'll tell you which branches are currently hiring and it'll also have an online application form and you can turn in your online application form and a resume and you can send that and you can go ahead anytime and you could send that in if you wanted if you were interested in being a sub for the library a substitute clerk um, or even just applying for a different job we will keep those on file and you could denote if you have a specific one that you're looking for but you go to mymcls.com employment opportunities I love that and actually as as you said that I wanted to write down I actually I think I had applied for Dorsch before and eventually got in French Town, but I actually applied like three times before I got in. And that was during a time like now people tend to need workers. I have not looked at this particular system's need, so I don't know. But like 
if you're listening pretty soon after me airing this, they probably need help, you know, because people are needing people now. But back when, it was hard to get in the library. And so, like, there was that persistence to try it, and I'm so glad I eventually did. So there's that. And then also I was going to say, one of my, actually my first supervisor, Jane at Frenchtown, she was actually also just, like, a mentor figure in that I remember sometimes um, she would... I remember I had finished my shift and sometimes we'd talk and I was feeling discouraged and like deciding what I was doing with my life, you know, the whole shebang. And um, I mean, she didn't like tell me what to do, but she was very encouraging in that. And also she had a dog that would visit a lot, Daisy, and I would take her out. And it was just a very like therapeutic and nice place to be. And oh, I just thought of this. Last point, if you work at a library, patrons tend to bring you a lot of stuff at Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> perks. That's another perk. Sure. We get lots of cookies and treats. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. I was uh, That was a great shout out to Jane. And also, Jane is one of the big reasons Jackie is here today. And um, so, yeah, it, it is funny when you, you don't realize that you're just kind of doing your job and you don't really realize the um, lives that you're affecting. I, I'm doing a book club at the uh, Youth Detention Center down the road. And there were a couple people who I said, come and see me. Come see me at the library. And they've come and visited. And so, it's just really great to make connections across the county and just in every different way. But it's definitely great for college students. Um, I think it's a great way for information um, as well as income and then just building on your building on your skills, on life skills, people skills, you know, technology skills, all of that. And I was excited. Like you said, you were in our first ever sub pool. And that was kind of a way where we thought that we could get, you know, get more people in and then find them the right spots. Because you're right, only certain people would hire. And, and a lot of times um, – we mostly hire internally. So what, what happens is people apply for a job, but maybe somebody took a transfer and came from somewhere else. So that job's no longer available. That's why if you're if you are a substitute, you will get emails and notifications when jobs are coming available as opposed to co- trying to apply from the outside. So I always recommend subbing first and then you kind of get first look at what's available. And if you sub around the system and work at different places, you kind of know where you want to work anyway, too. So I, um, yeah, I think it's a great place. Yeah, it's getting your foot in the door, right? Because I know you said uh, hiring internally, although probably like a page, you don't always hire internally. No, so, yeah, sure. so like that's mm-hmm. kind of where you start to build up. And actually, as I was paging before I did, I don't think I told you this, before I did the official sub training, I learned a bit of clerking when I would just help. So, I mean, there's, I mean, always options. But yeah, it was fun. We totally did um, stuff here at Ellis and Bedford. I remember really enjoying that. And I remember one lady in it. Um, actually two, I'm sure more, but two specifically, I recall pretty soon got a, uh, I don't know if it's full time, but an uh, established position. Yeah. And then, um, I also remember enjoying like randomly going to Carlton or Dundee or these other random places to do stuff. Um, Oh, you're right. We did get through this at a pretty good yeah. time. <laughs> um, so I think, um, I don't really know what else. I guess the last thing would be, um, any advice on trying to apply for a library job? And I will throw out there, one, filling something in all the boxes. Because I remember when I was hired with Jane, she went through, she told me later, she went through the applications. And there was a one at the end that was like, any more you want to tell me optional. It was a totally optional one. And she said she only looked at the ones that filled something in there because it was like initiative. So any other thoughts on applying and also just, I think, any last plus on 
Well, let's. Uh, how about anything else on applying, okay. and then a little teaser about your next episode on why you'd want to have a job and try to be debt free with college. Okay, how about, how about great. And then okay, so for applying, you're exactly right. Jane is not the only supervisor that does that. Oh. So it's funny because you're right; it's optional, and people probably think, you know, what are you going to put there? But it, that is, I think, I think that's your chance to sell yourself. So make sure it's thorough. Make sure it's very thorough. But when it asks if there's any other reason, you know, a lot of people put, "I love to read" or "I love this," and that's all true. Although I will say. That you kind of do less reading as you work here, <laughs> sadly. But I, I listened to a lot of stuff while I did episode or, uh, alphabetizing. Yeah, oh for sure. But I do think that's a time when you can kind of kind of sell yourself there because she's right. She's looking for someone that stands out that says, you know, I'm very organized. I'm very punctual. I, you know, I love helping others. You know, something that can kind of sell yourself. So I would definitely say, like you said, fill it out completely. Make sure that you sell yourself there. And also, I guess, I guess, from a tip for this, and it is. It's not necessarily hard to apply, but sometimes we get a lot of applications. So if you aren't really referred by someone or you don't know, you know, it is it is sad that a lot of great people probably, you know, end up on the cutting room floor because they maybe don't know. So my advice to people, and maybe I'll just put this out there, my advice is really probably send it to me. Send your application and resume to me. So in this case, I'm going to say they could send it to you, Kara. So if you wanted to send your application and resume to Kara, because is your contact information on there, like your email, and then she could forward it to me, and then I could send it along. Now, that doesn't guarantee any. Anything. Everyone knows I don't have pull. fancy. <laughs> Everyone knows I have no pull. But if I if I if it comes across my desk and I see it first and I um, maybe could send it to the right person, I feel like it could get streamlined a little bit more. Or I could send it directly maybe to the sub pool as a good starting point. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say for your listeners, send it to you. You send it to me, and we'll just make connections that way. And ditto if you live in Alaska, not near here, get to know someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, online for online research work. Um, and then yeah, I guess for teaser, I'm going to say uh, I am loving your podcast. I feel like I, every time I listen, I learn more about you. I'm getting to know you more. And I feel like we're so much alike. And yes, I am a huge proponent of debt-free, especially college debt-free. And I will um, share some of my tips and tricks and things that I've done uh, through college and even beyond. So I thought maybe uh, I will just talk a little bit about that on our next podcast. Did you want to mention the Dami scholarship on this one or the next one? Or both would probably be good. Yeah. I'll mention it here because it's library related and I'll mention it next time. Yeah. So I mentioned that originally. So anyone interested in library science school. So um, to become a most full-time positions, to become a full-time librarian, um, we require a degree of a master's in library science. Now, back to you. What does librarian define that because someone would think you're at the front desk sure. like I was you're a like I'm a librarian well a lot of people say that and you know we don't really necessarily correct people but typically Jane typically if you're running a branch if you're in the reference department um, if you're the director for example shoot hi if you want to be the director so yeah so most of our um, at, at people at Dami so most so we do have um, we our state funding is provided by the number of librarians that we have so we do strongly encourage um, a master's degree in library science. Now, in the past, they were mostly obtained through Wayne State or University of Michigan. Um, now, I think Wayne State is mostly completely online. But we do have a couple of employees now that are currently in library school that are, you know, from the University of Arizona. You know, with online schooling, you can really get this is a degree you can mostly obtain online these days. So there is. But back to the scholarship. So we have Mary Kay Dami, which she was a former librarian and director of the library system who left an endowment. And that's why we have the Mary Kay Dami Service Center. There's a picture of her in her octagon glasses right there on the wall at Dami. Um, and she 
has allotted to have mostly run off of the interest the way that scholarships run but there are so much so much money that's earmarked and set aside so you can go ahead and apply for it when you are in college in library school and you I think it's it might be annual, I mean, or or it might be like one class. I can't. I don't remember if it's like one class one per semester or if it's like one time a year. But it's it's pretty substantial, and it depends on how many people apply for it. So if you've only have one applying, you're going to get a little bit more than if there's like six people at the same time. Um, but certainly, anyone going to library school that is an employee at the library. So it's really not like you say. You could be a page working here, working your way through college, and then you know applying for our own very own scholarship from Mary Kay Dami. That's so cool. And I'm going to bring up Alaska again because I already did. And if you live in Alaska, they might have some related to that. This is what my example. Actually, a recent episode I did um, that got a ton of interest was about finding scholarships specific to you that you don't even know about. I think I butchered that name. But if anybody wants to look, it was it came out in, I think, early November. And it was asking around. Go ask your library if they have one. So. That was that was the connection. Okay, so uh, we're pretty good. About twenty something minutes in, let's get into your story. But I got to stop this and start a new one. So, thank you for coming on, Marsha. Thank you for having me, Kara. <laughs> Bye. Wasn't that great? Marsha's so funny. Yeah, y'all will have to stick around for her debt free college episode, which is in two episodes that I'm airing, either this weekend or early next week and coming back for it. I have another episode in between before that. And just wanted to remind you, if you want to come on and have any, um, tell me your favorite part of this episode, if you have any thoughts about a great college job for students, whichever, you just want to join the community of like-minded people, come on over to our Facebook group, Christian College Girl Community, and it is in the description below, but you can also go to tinyurl.com slash Kara community. I'm going to try to enunciate that very clearly because it's Kara with a K, that's my name, and community with a C. Tinyurl.com slash Kara community. Kara with a K, community with a C. Thanks so much, guys. Until next time. Bye. Hey, girl. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? who wants to get scholarships and avoid student loans just like you. Okay, now I'm off to hopefully play some Ultimate Frisbee. I'll meet you back here in a few days for another episode. Bye!